0: Welcome to What's Up, Ely, a podcast that celebrates the spirit of Ely, Minnesota. My name is Lacey, and I invite you to join me in conversations with my neighbors as we discuss what's up in our special little town. Whether you live in the Ely, Ely area or you're planning ahead for a future visit, we're here to help you learn about all that Ely has to offer. This podcast is brought to you by the Ely Tourism Bureau. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at VisitElyMN or find us online at Ely.org. This time around, I have the pleasure of speaking with my friend and neighbor, Ian Law. Y'all have heard from Ian before. He's back to tell us about the upcoming Northern Lakes Arts Association production of Fiddler on the Roof, and the many other things Northern Lakes Arts Association has in store for us this year. And of course, we'll do an upcoming event roundup, so be sure to have your calendars and your writing utensils at the ready. Let's get to it, shall we? Ian Law is the Executive Creative Director for the Northern Lakes Arts Association. Hi, Ian.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: I am well. I am well now that I'm in this sunshiny, cozy room with you and Brett.
1: Isn't it nice to have sun at this time of the day?
0: Yes, it is.
1: I like just noticed it. I think it was like two days ago. I was like, I was lying in bed after a (laughs) midday siesta and uh, I woke up and I was like, wow, There's sunlight coming through my bedroom window at 4 p.m. And I was like, oh.
0: Glorious.
1: This makes it... This makes winter's worth it.
0: Yes, you can get back on the circadian rhythm even after a mid-afternoon siesta. You can expose yourself to the sunlight.
1: I have been trying to. Someone was just telling me, you need to... Oh, I'm going to get these numbers wrong. Like... Is it 80% of your body for 30 minutes a day or 30% of your body for 80 minutes a day? Something like that. And I was like, so the other day I was like, I saw sunlight coming through my front window and I was like, all right, I'm just going to lay on the floor shirtless and try to absorb (laughs) all the sun I can make up for the last months.
0: You sound like a kitty cat.
1: I was being a kitty cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, that yes, I I enjoy a good porch sit and mm. you know, there's the part of winter where my porch is inaccessible. Yes. It's not it's only a three season porch, but it has, you know, it's a peninsula of windows facing the South. So Ooh. like this time of year, when, when we do get up to what, 30 or whatever degrees, I can sit in my porch during the day and it's like adequately warm to like do work or hang out or read. As
1: oh as yeah. As I know that my parents have the same style porch and growing up, it would be like, you'd come home from lunch for school and you could eat lunch on the front porch and it was so awesome.
0: Well, and your house is like across the street from the school. So that must so be really handy. easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, how are you, Ian?
1: How am I? Wow. I haven't been asked that in a while. Um, I am pretty fulfilled at the moment. Um, I mean... I went through some like really busy times recently where I was like, I'm never going to finish doing projects X, Y, Z and one, two, three. And then I just like made little to-do lists and slowly they got done. And so like today was the first Monday I woke up without existential dread and it was wonderful. I was like, ah, we're back to, we're back to the normal.
0: Oh my gosh. That is a sign of hope for me. I don't want to I mean, existential dread does feel slightly dramatic, but it also rings a very resonant bell. Mm. And I think I'm maybe like a couple of weeks behind you on okay. that journey. Um Yeah, because what's up in Ely is like so much, and sometimes a gal can overdo it, you know?
1: Oh, it is so... You know, I was really expecting like January to be like a little bit slow, and then like pick up in February, but it just felt like the world kept moving, and I think it has to do also with the style of winter we're having, like... Allowed for a different style energy in what is normally our dormant month. Yeah. And so it's like we spent February's energy in January and yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. That really resonates deeply because I think I was feeling very workish in January mm-hmm. and I knew it and I embraced it. And I I always say like my brain gets really juicy at like 9 p.m. Like mm-hmm. I have really good, like productive, fun, deep thoughts or, or whatever. I'm I'm very capable of that stuff at that Mm -hmm. time of night. And so I didn't stop it. You know, I'd work during the day and then I would work at night and it was fun at the time, but then yes, it was February energy that I was That's what I'm
1: saying. I mean, like, I don't think we ever fully understand nature's effect on us, Uh but I definitely think a strange winter is going to have effects long lasting through 2024 for better
0: and for worse. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting point. I had... I was talking to someone who told me that um, her multifaceted career has included work as a climate grief counselor. And when she said that it really, all of a sudden like the epiphany light bulb kind of went off in my mind at the time, especially it was right before winter festival celebrations Mm -hmm. kicked off and I realized like, Oh, I feel grief. Like I've, I feel grief. I had sent um, for Boundary Waters Connect. I had sent out a newsletter. I do monthly newsletters, and the February newsletter was like kind of a, a lamenting, saying like I really did want to get buried in snow mm-hmm. and feel that like cozy sort of dormancy. Yeah, we didn't ever get that.
1: I mean, kind of Halloween. maybe that was it i i think that you know i think about the the what was that a few summers ago the very fiery summers like our bodies can sense when something is when the earth's circadian rhythm is off yeah and um uh there is yeah this like fear and dread and sorrow that just fills in because you're like oh wait something isn't what it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I just like had to keep reminding myself this winter. I was like, Oh, this could be the future of winters. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not a reality that's too far off. And so I was like, Oh, it certainly
0: could be, we don't know. Yeah.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: Right. Well, and I, um, I've always liked the quote, I mean, liked is maybe a strong word, but it's helpful to recognize that expectation minus reality equals disappointment.
2: Mm. And so
0: there does have to be like an effort toward expectation management Yeah, around like, okay, well, what can I reasonably, you know, expect or what can I, are my expectations helpful? Are yeah. they founded in reality? Are they taking changing circumstances into account? Because I feel like people
1: really, I mean took the changing circumstances of this winter and like, really like, you know, when we didn't have trails to ski on, uh, you know, the, the lake skating and whatnot, I was like, wow, if I was an outdoors person, (laughs) I would be doing that. Um, (laughs) I enjoyed witnessing it through my phone. Uh Uh,
0: (laughs) We were just talking about that. Yes. The Northwoods, so fun to engage with, so fun to look at through your window. Oh
1: gosh. Where would we be without windows?
0: I know. I know. Well, that was a fun little, like, deep and honest conversation. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm. I'm so glad to hear that you're well. It has been a really busy season. You were like gallivanting about the country, experiencing auditions for your summer. Yeah, in the Boundary Waters season.
1: It was. It. Was, I mean, like that whole process is just so wild. It's four days and you see a thousand actors in four days. And so you're not only watching them audition all day and then you're calling them back all night and doing like a second round of auditions with the people you're interested. And it's this dual part, like trying to uh, observe their talent and observe their personality, but also like sell them like how great Ely is. And so it's like this weird, like energy and like, there's this like you both want something they want jobs and you want them for jobs and it's like a very palpable energy. Uh so it was a wild weekend. Um and, but I do love it. I go to Memphis and mm-hmm. I work there for a year and it's hosted by the feeder I worked at so it's like going back to a tertiary home. Oh, that's and that's cool. Yeah. So it's always an enjoyable experience but I always underestimate how much work it is to do that
0: how much energy it
1: takes oh gosh luckily it is sponsored by hershey's and red bull and donuts so (laughs) it's like you are caffeinated (laughs) you are sugar-nated and you are ready
0: (laughs) wow what a trifecta hershey's and red bull and donuts
1: yeah and not chocolate hershey's chocolate hershey's is i think done in pennsylvania yeah it's not done in memphis this is like twizzlers and gum so it's like like just Pure sugar and wow
0: that's fascinating i have a lot of thoughts about that but we'll maybe refrain from going deeper down that road for now um so i'm hoping listeners know to go back and listen to our conversation from march of last year when you were here the first time you've been back several times since then but lest anyone not be aware can you share a little bit about your background and um your experience in the professional theater world?
1: Oh, I'd love to. So I grew up here in Ely, um, graduated in 2012, went to Mankato State, uh, got a a degree in acting, was the top scholar of the program. And then I went on to a career for about a decade, just working at regional theaters and cruise lines, um, performing, but also working in the technical side of theater. Mm. Um, I'm someone who really believes in when you are in your field, the more uh, perspectives and aspects, you know, of it, the, the more meaningful the career is and the more you are able to understand all parties coming into it. Mm. So I was like, I, if I was working full-time as an actor, I was also working full-time in a scene shop. And so, I mean, it's come to serve me greatly here. Um, <laughs> so I did that and, uh, you know, I, I just had a blast and then, you know, COVID happened and I came home for my dad's uh, St. Patrick's Day party. And then three days later, the world shut down and my life changed for the better. And um, after uh, like a two, three year discernment, the doors opened and the water flowed and I followed it and led me to Northern Lakes Arts Association. And um, it has been the first time in my career where I've had a reason outside of myself to give the gifts I've been given back. Mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: We are so grateful. The members of this community and beyond are so grateful to bear witness to that breadth of talent that you bring to your role as executive artistic director. Cause you really have your hands in so many pots. There are a lot of pots. You wear so many hats
1: And I don't even look good in hats.
0: Oh, pish
1: posh. I'll show you some photos.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Truly, you're not Uh, wearing a hat right now. You do Um, look good. No hat. So, okay. Thank you. No, uh,
1: it has... um, I was just having this conversation with myself a couple weeks ago. And I was like, "Um, it is incredible. I find that I am playing... 85% of the time and working 15% of the time. And it's really a wild, you know, like when I was just an actor, there is so much hustle. Mm -hmm. There's just so, I mean, you are on a job, but you're like trying to book gigs months and months ahead. So you never are without work. Mm -hmm. And though there are similar aspects to this here, the creation of events and the creation of projects that are feeding and fostering this community, um, I don't have that, like, constant dread, like, Oh, and when this is done, I may not have something for a year, right? but instead it's like, Oh, I know. I just constantly, am like, okay, I can't wait for my poetry nights. I can't wait for the next show. I can't wait for the art shows. You know, I, 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 I yeah, I literally play for a living.
0: That is so cool. Yeah. And inspiring. I have been, i I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I really like, um, the TED Radio R podcasts, and they had a series on work, rest, and play. Mm. I think people talk a lot. I know I brought this up. Talk a lot about the work-life balance, mm-hmm. but we forget about play. I forget about play a lot.
1: I think it's really important, and like, and you know, as someone who's studied a stuttered, a stuttered, a studied theater professional, um, I have a rich creative life that I ignored for a very long time. Yeah, And what I love about where I sit now is there are moments where I am, you know, I am deep diving into the world of theater, which I very much enjoy. Mm -hmm. But then there are moments where I get to just explore modalities and crafts uh, just due to the nature of the work that Northern Lakes Arts Association does that like I feel that I have grown as an artists more than I would have if I would have just, um, just been
0: acting. Right. To be able to go into those other genres, mediums, modalities. Yeah. yeah, Helps you hone your identity as artist and not just actor or dramaturg. You know, they always like, um, I don't know who
1: they are, but they always are like, (laughs) uh, like don't like when you start attaching to a label, that is when it like stops Working. I don't mm. know who these people are, but oh, there's, I know exactly there's definitely who you're quote, talking about. But it's like, the, like the idea that like the more I attached to being an actor, the less being an actor was accessible to me. Mm. Where like the more like now I just look at my creative life and I'm like, oh, it has influenced my acting's. It has influenced my painting. It has influenced my cooking. Um and. If I would have just been like, no, I am just an actor. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that. There are people who are singularly called to things. But like in my energetic system, if I would have just been like, I am just an actor, I just think I would have been, you know, a little hollow shell of a man.
0: (laughs) Follow that energy. Follow that flow. Yeah. And if you had done that, then you wouldn't, I wouldn't have eaten those very tasty galettes you made for the maker's Market and mixer.
1: You know, I am a huge fan of a galette, and that's mostly thanks to you and your pie crust class at the Ely Folk School. Everyone, if you have not taken this class and you have been intimidated by a pie crust, let me tell you, Lacey will change your life and change your pies.
0: Wow. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate that the result is then I ate like a mushroom and gruyere galette and a wild berry ricotta galette on saturday yeah that was so cool but that was the last makers market and mixer of the season wasn't it
1: it was i mean it was a very boisterous and wonderful season at the ely folk school and we're looking forward to how it grows and expands next year Mm -hmm. but it just ended off with a great bang with the chickadees with some great food and what i love is it always just kind of turns into an event where people are just being people together Mm -hmm. and that's that's good for us.
0: Oh, that's like people are, yeah, give the people what they want. Yes. Well, and there were wares for sale and there were snacks and yeah, the live music was cool.
1: Yeah. And the sunshine. Whenever that sun is beaming in the folk school, <laughs> I'm like, wow, this place is magical. I mean, it's magical without the sunshine, but the sunshine adds a little
0: it spice. It certainly does. A little je ne sais quoi.
1: Ah, Yes.
0: Yes. Okay, well, you have a lot going on. There's much to discuss.
1: Let's dig into Should it. We get
0: down to business. Yes, um, I thought about titling this episode fiddler's Fiddlin uh-
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> because um there's Fiddler on the Roof coming up and then mm-hmm. we also have the Ely Folk School is doing one of their community dances on March 15th and there will be, you know, in honor of St. Patrick's yeah. Day uh, you know, string band, old time string band doing contra I dancing.
1: love it. <laughs> yep, I have been uh, using a lot of fiddle puns in my communication with the company I'm working with uh, and they're so easy. I did not think fiddle puns would be that easy to use.
0: i I really get nervous around the idea of strategic punning. So I don't believe in my ability to make fiddle puns easy, but I believe in yours.
1: Thank you. I hope that they never turn old and dry <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do have um when I was in graduate school one of my assignments was to create like a faux university and do certain numbers of like macros and micros in terms of programming and curriculum mm-hmm. to prove that I was learning stuff and um, I put a lot of emphasis on the things that were unimportant about the project like um, understanding the origins of my Laura Ingalls Wilder College and developing the fiddlers as the mascot as inspired by charles Ingalls. yes so i did get an extra credit point on institutional culture and that is one of my greatest achievements in life
1: i i think you deserve a 50 foot statue in the center of town
0: (laughs) well maybe a fiddler we should have a fiddler statue in town yes but I like the sentiment. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll
1: start working on it.
0: <sighs> okay. So tell us about Fiddler on the Roof. Where are you at in the process? Who's involved? What are you most excited about? Like, w- tell me whatever you want to tell me about Fiddler on the Roof.
1: I think the most exciting thing is one, it's a company of, I think, 32 cast members. What? Um, Which is just, it just makes... The moments when everyone's on stage so powerful. And and we have cast members from all different ages. We have, um, I think, like a five-year-old up to, you know, um, post-retirement. But then we have people from Ely. We have someone who drives from Virginia. What? We have someone who drives from Hibbing. Um, so it's like, it's becoming kind of like an iron range thing, which is kind of fun.
0: um amazing
1: yeah so it, it's just been a joy to like get all these people together and then um I have I have a lot of hypotheses when it comes to how theater should be produced. And so this has just been another experiment on um on the process that I use to produce theater and part of that is like applying um like, professional timelines with uh that way that there is time for community members and the members of the company to play Mm. because for me the magic happens when you're able to set down the script stop thinking about the choreography and you enter this world for this well it's it's a three-hour show (laughs) this brief amount of time um and and that's where like things like that's where the magic happens so it's like i've been like pretty strict on like let's let's get out all the information as quickly as we can mm-hmm. so that we can like have an extra week of playtime um you know we did a whole day where we um did worksheets on building character spines i'm really embracing um that because of my background i also get to become an educator and you know when you are uh professionally doing theater work. It's just expected of you that you're doing all of this outside homework per se, Mm -hmm. but like creating the space and the time to sit down together as a cast and company and like talk through what it is to build a character and to do those questions and, and, um, those worksheets together. Mm -hmm. I have watched it, um, by the end of a production become so fruitful. That is so such a joy for me to like spill a little bit of my training forth. Um, So that's, that's just the beginning of it. Oh
0: my gosh. Um, That's so like amazing. And yeah, you got to teach people how to do that homework. Yeah. Like, right. It is an educational process fundamentally. Oh yeah.
1: And I just had a actress come up to me and she was telling me about something she had like discerned and deciphered about her character that she's going to put to play on stage. And I was like, oh, this is so juicy and fun. I'm so happy you told me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's, it's exciting. Um, And the team that I'm working with from like the production side, it is just, I, um, it's been a hot second where I feel like we all, I've been in a space where we're all speaking the same creative language. Mm-hmm. I mean, with every creative art form, there's a lingo and whatnot, but this is like, I almost feel like we're able to. finish each other's sentences Mm. and like just like completely like creatively bounce off each other which has been so fruitful so like Megan Wind and Karin Schmidt and Lori Kess like have just been phenomenal and then we're I'm really excited we have um, a live orchestra this year led by the Carl Kubiak
0: Mr. Carl Kubiak yeah
1: so it's like this team of just like powerhouses that are skilled communicators and um really are about the collaborative process of making theater, which is why I love theater. Mm-hmm. And so it's just been like a joy. Like sometimes we sit after rehearsal and we literally just like bounce unfinished ideas that we finish for each other back and forth. And it it just feels good. And I think if it feels good, you should probably do it.
0: You're on the right track. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And so what are the roles of that production team?
1: So Carl Kubiak is the orchestral director. Karin Schmidt is the music director. Um, mm, 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 mm. Megan Wind is the choreographer. Lori Kess is the costumer. I am directing and kind of scenic designing the show. Mm -hmm. And then we're bringing in Nick Holtz to help with lighting and sound. And Carly Wogan will be there to help with sound. And um, uh, I'm talking with Jane Dandron, She has done incredible work for Frozen, for Little Shop of Horrors, and there are just a couple things that I think mm-hmm. I could use help on that my skill set isn't suited for Yep, that I know her skill set is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What an all-star production team. It really... And it's like, it brings like...
1: Yeah, it, it literally embodies what community theater is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think sometimes I think community theater and like my brain goes to Waiting for Guffman, if you've seen that.
0: Ooh, I don't know the reference. I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't know what that means. It's it's um,
1: it's um by the same people that did like Best in Show. So oh, it's, it's that certainly. core group. <laughs> so it's basically about a community theater that thinks that like a Broadway producer's coming. Yeah, and, it, and it's very of the ilk of best in show yeah. but you know like they, they 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 give it a hokiness and i feel like sometimes community theater gets a hokey vibe yeah. um but i'm a firm believer that like community theater doesn't mean you know, less than professional theater. Mm-hmm. I think you can create great theater where you are with your people. If you just understand the, the scope of the project that you're setting yourself into. And that is exactly what is happening here. It is just, um, let's see, Aaron Rainey, he works for Minnesota North. He, he drives from Hibbing every day. He's yep. playing Tevia, and it's just like watching his commitment and, and Wendy Lindsay's commitment. She's playing Golda, Tevia's wife is just like wonderful Mm -hmm. to see you know it's not only our community but it's like our communities right and sometimes i think that's a little bit needed here on the aryan range Is like some intercommunal sharing
0: oh for sure i have observed over time like the benefits of extending our embrace you know further out into the range and i'm you know, on an ongoing journey to better educate myself about what it means to be an Iron Ranger. Mm. For sure. I love that. Um, But I want to say to your point about community theater being, you know, no less than, no less quality than professional theater. I mean, I think that's especially possible when the person doing the directing is taking an educational approach and has a growth mindset to the experience with regard to the experience of the people involved, because then they'll keep learning and, hopefully they'll keep coming back and then this town can become even more known as a place where you can learn while you're kind of on Mm -hmm. while you're engaging.
1: Yeah. And that is like, I guess that is my hope with my job is that, you know, we never know how long we are anywhere. And then it's like, if I can use my gifts while I'm here to if and when I leave for, be that death or be that life takes me elsewhere, that Mm -hmm. is like, I have taken my gifts and elevated people to feel like they can continue the journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess that's kind of like the teacher's role in life. Right. Oh gosh. I never thought I have a whole lineage of teachers in my family and I never (laughs) thought in my life I'd be a teacher, but I guess I am a non-traditional teacher.
0: Yes. (laughs) um, That's, I very much relate to that. Like I always think of myself as an educator though. I didn't teach in, I didn't, well, I had taught one class as an adjunct professor thank you very much mm-hmm. but my job was as an educator in extracurricular activities mm-hmm. right um and one thing i've learned this is through wearing my like strengths finder hat because i'm a certified gallup strengths finder coach for the top five strengths assessment mm-hmm. and gallup does a lot of research and they say that the, really the best you can hope for is to like really love 80% of your job. So when you say that you like feel like 85% of the time you're playing and 15% of the time is when you're like working, Mm -hmm. like that's like the ideal situation. And, and furthermore, the other side of that is like, that's possible. So when people, when people are oriented towards what, where their energy flows and where it feels good, like such magical things happen. You know, we just got done with a film festival mm-hmm. and one of the filmmakers, um, Danami Maurice champion was in town. He had a short film called belonging in the, we are nature shorts block. And I happened to facilitate the Q and a for that mm-hmm. shorts block. And I was looking him up and researching his work. He was, he's the first, um, McKnight artist fellow to receive a fellowship because of his work in hip hop. Oh, and I saw an interview he gave that was posted on YouTube. We talked about how he he's so blessed because he knows his superpower and that at every turn, if he can tap into it, he knows he's doing good work. Hmm. So when I hear you talk, I kind of hear some of those same messages like, you know, your superpowers, you know, your talents and you just make choices at every turn to orient yourself toward those talents.
1: Yeah, you know, if that resonates really true that resonates with me. Yeah, um I spent during my 3-year discernment it was like I would have these conversations with friends and family just about like I, I just like, I don't, I, and I, and I would try to express this idea that I was like, I know when I'm in my passion field mm-hmm. and I know what that energy feels like. Cause I was blessed early on to have a career that immediately put me in that path. Yeah. And like, I would, I would, you know, I worked wonderful jobs for wonderful companies, but it didn't matter. Like, I just knew that they weren't the path for me. Yep. And it's like, so it was like very frustrating, like talking to people, Frustrated is not a word because that's like I was, I had the privilege and opportunity for lots of reasons that my life went that way. Yep. And so I can't be frustrated, like, with talking to loved ones about this, that they don't quite grasp that concept. Yeah. Because even though all of my loved ones are within the broad circle of their passion, they haven't hit the niche. Mm. And, and they
0: haven't dialed it quite as
1: Yeah. And not that I'm trying to convert them (laughs) to, but like sometimes it'd be like, oh, this must be like people who, um, gifting whose gift is uh, converting, uh, (laughs) uh, that the challenge that they feel when they're trying to like, no, life could be so much better if you do X, Y, and Z.
0: Let me tell you what it's like if you just blank, blank, blank and blank.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. So there was a lot of great conversations, but thank you. That, that, that really does resonate with my truth and Mm where I, where I, where I sit right here.
0: That's so cool. And yeah. we can tell, right. And the product, you know, the the proof is in the pudding. We can see all the good work that Northern links arts association is putting out. And, you know, it's interesting. You talk about being a, like such a multi medium, multi genre artist. And I was just at Cecilia Rolando's annual Valentine's day party. Ugh. And it's just like the most amazing thing ever. We've brought her up on the podcast before a very prolific artist Mm -hmm. and she was the executive director of the Northern lakes arts association at some point. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you are following in her lineage and her lineage is one of like, I would say extreme multiple, multiple disciplinarian artists.
1: Yeah. And I think that the, 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 um, the fact that when NLA was created, there wasn't any other arts organizations in town. So they did take the stance of, Oh, we are going to (laughs) do visual literary and performing arts. So we're going to do the arts. That's
0: a big swath of stuff. So it's like,
1: if you're going to lead that, you kind of have to be multidisciplinary or multi hyphenate or Mm -hmm. multi creative. Like you have to be able to like have many perspectives. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Getting more down to business now. Let's circle back to Fiddler on the Roof. Tell us about, you know, tickets are on sale now, I assume. When are the shows? When is opening night? Yes.
1: Opening night is March 14th. I always want to say the 13th, but it is March 14th to the 23rd. March 14th to the 23rd. Um, Yeah. Uh, We have uh, matinees on Sunday. Uh, That first week... Um, and a matinee on the... No, and um, there's just one matinee. We did have to change the second matinee to an evening performance just to accommodate uh, people using the space that we use. Uh, But... Tickets are on sale. We do have our pay what you can night, which uh, is one of my favorite initiatives that is happening the second Thursday. So I believe March that's 21st, March 21st. Um, I, I believe that great art should be accessible to all people. And this is just, uh, you know, NLA's commitment to um, to that that idea, right? Um, otherwise, tickets are twenty five dollars for the general public, twenty dollars for NLAA members. Um,
0: and girl, if you ain't a member, just get it, get just a become a member. Oh, you pretty much
1: pay for it with the, if you, if you come to, you know, for five of our events, you've paid for your membership by yeah. the deals you get, right? Um, yeah, and and you investing in NLAA, it. Goes directly back into the uh, investment in the arts and culture of Ely, Minnesota.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, it should be a grand old time. If you come to opening night, there'll be a great little uh, opening night reception after the show. You can mingle with the cast. Um, it's always a good old time. Um, yeah. I well, hope to see you there.
0: I'm very excited. A cast of, what do you say, 32 people? it's 32. Wow. And yeah. I know five-year-old Sal.
1: Sal. I was watching him last night at rehearsal and I just like, was struck with so much joy because he is struck with so much joy and I was like that was me when I was a kid watching my dad direct shows at the high school just like completely enraptured by everything that was happening and yeah it's it's adorable
0: I literally cannot wait I didn't realize that Sal and his dad were both in the show together Mm -hmm. until recently and I was always excited yeah. But that information did turn it up a notch for me.
1: It is. I mean, I'm not going to say that he might be the star of the show, but <laughs> he very much could steal the show.
0: <laughs> I have no doubt he'll shine. Oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of the poetry nights, there's yes. another poetry night coming there up. There is a right?
1: poetry night coming up the first Thursday of... Are we already at March? The first Thursday of March. Where? I know. Oh, my gosh. I it's already flying. And the theme is marching to your own beat.
0: I love it. Did you just make that up in this on the spot?
1: No, I've been, I've been really contemplating this one. I've tried to have pretty good pun (laughs) games in my poetry night (laughs) themes. Um, and, it was something about marching to your own beat. Okay. Um, which, you just like, said
0: it in such a way that it almost felt like it was happening right in, in the real time. You I know? don't
1: think my phrasing was quite going to be that, but marching <laughs> to your own beat works. I like it. It's a nod to beat poetry and it's a, mar- uh, a nod to r- the rugged individualism of the American spirit.
0: I love it. I Thank love you. it all. Marching to your own beat. I look forward to participating. I've gotten a lot of pleasure out of, um, going back into my own archives and trying to generate new poetry, which is something I'd, you know, I like it when there's a prompt. I've Mm -hmm. always been more prolific, a poet, when there's like someone telling me to write poetry. I feel that. Obviously the organic stuff is nice too, but it's a, it's a cool crowd. The crowd seems oh, to be growing. It's wild. Participation is growing. It's a diverse crowd.
1: I, and, and, you know, like poets sharing their work for the first time. I mean, um, Maggie Jasmine, I've known my entire life, um, like practically we raised together yeah. and like she shared some of her work and like, I was just like, Wow, yeah. like you need to put this and I I understand sharing of art is so vulnerable, but I was like, you need to put this out there. This is like mm-hmm. insanely powerful work. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a joy to watch poets young and old, mm-hmm. new and old, uh like
0: lifelong Eliites visitors, like some of the snow sculptors who were here for the winter fest came and recited poetry they had written. Yeah. In February.
1: It's just yeah, it is becoming one of my favorites. Yeah. One of my favorite events that NLA puts on.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and it's just, I bet it's nice too, because it's pretty easy. You just, you know, rent the space, show up with a couple of cans of bubble water and a box of wine. And you're like, okay, everyone share your poems. But like, that's because all we need is the infrastructure and then the people come together and the people are the event. Yeah. Yeah.
1: and, And I will be honest. I, I have, Pretended to be really into poetry many times (laughs) in my life. And this is like the first time. And I think it's because poetry, a lot of poetry is meant to be heard. Hmm. And so, like, providing space Hmm. to be heard and to listen is just like so invigorating and and, and, it, and it just, you know, it does something I, I, I can, I can, I can pick up a book
0: and read poetry. I, I have attempted. Um, uh, but also something I always do more often when someone tells me I must yes. and I like it, but it's just, yeah. yeah,
1: I've read all of Shell Silverstein. Oh, uh, You know?
0: Cannot go to school today, said little Peggy and McKay. I have the measles and the mumps. A gash, a rash, and purple bumps.
1: Oh, I'm jealous. I have no poetry in my head. That's all I have. Um, it still isn't I have
0: actually a small bit of um, Hamlet.
1: Okay. I have some um Thanks I do have to some Dexter too. Cedarquist. Mm.
0: The name of my A P English teacher. Okay. Dexter Cedarquist. Cedarquist. I love him.
1: It's a great name.
0: It is a good name.
1: But yeah, we have a poetry night coming up, and it's we would love to have you there. Um, yeah, if things go well, we might extend the season. Uh, you know, I just feel like it is growing with momentum, and I would hate to nip the bud before it blossoms.
0: Right, oh, yes. Yeah. Very, you just got all these metaphors, very amazing. It's the poetry. It's the poetry. It's the poetry. Oh, speaking of, I will say this is totally unrelated, but today I my brain sometimes, you know, you can like recall phrases and all of a sudden there was just like a passage from an Ani DeFranco song in my head. Have you ever listened to any Annie DeFranco?
1: I have, yes.
0: I spent some time today in the Annie DeFranco deep cuts where she has some of her tracks are just poems. Oh,
1: yeah. that's wonderful.
0: Yeah, so if anyone is looking for some inspel... I think that going back to the uh, 1990 Ani DeFranco, I don't even know what the album was called, but there's some poetry in there. Maybe that will inspire your next uh, Call of the Wild poetry submission. Something to consider. Um, okay. Later in March, then you're, you're restarting the art shows at the state theater.
1: Oh, I am so excited for this year's season. I mean, just some incredible artists starting off hard with Grace Klein. Um, if you don't know Grace Klein and I am constantly learning about the depth and breadth of this human being, I am just constantly inspired by her. So she's this, you know, this incredible seamstress,
0: fiber artist. Fiber
1: artist. I think that's a better term. A fiber artist. Yeah. And and then she does these paper weavings that are just unlike anything that I have seen. And so what was really fun this year is we collected all the submissions and then we sent them out to a jury of about 10 to 15 people. And so it was this juried selection of the show. So it was really fun for me to be like, what are, I know what shows I want to see. Yeah. What shows does this swath of the public uh, want to see here in Ely? And I was so excited they picked Grace's. Um, I, I just think offering opportunity for artists whose work hasn't had the chance to be seen publicly is very exciting. And and the best part about presenting new work in Ely, Minnesota is like, and I, and I just know this from my personal endeavors, is like, they are going to love you no matter what. Mm. So it is one of the most forgiving audiences and like they are going to be there to support you, which I think offers the fertile ground for further creation Mm. versus like if you were in a community and I don't know what community this would be, but like you, you put out this art show or you put out this concert or whatnot and people are like, actually that was horrid. (laughs)
0: Like that would just like defeat. That's what my stereotype of LA is like.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, we have fertile ground here Mm -hmm. in this community and I'm so excited excited for grace and this isn't grace planting her seeds because grace has been creating for years mm-hmm. but this is like
0: what's well, her spreading her wings in this
1: community yeah. yeah i'm so excited and we we have artists from all over uh twin cities duluth um you know sean chosa has a an art show this summer um let's see if i have any more name recall in my head
0: looks like sarah Brooke, sarah brook isaiah a oh and
1: there's just Isaiah does these detailed um, architectural style drawings that are just like, and he, and he does them of communities around Minnesota. They're just phenomenal. Um, it really is a joy to be able to uplift and highlight local and regional artists, but then to draw in artists of art styles that Ely maybe hasn't seen yet or mm-hmm. needs to see, mm-hmm. and I and I, I think that that is very fruitful.
0: Oh Well, I'm so excited. Congratulations, the posters. Um, folks listening, I've got a link to the Northern Lakes Arts Association, specifically the art show tab on the website, as well as, you know, getting tickets to Fiddler on the Roof and the NLAA website in general. But like check out the page for the art shows and see the posters that sort of represent the aesthetic of the different artists who will be on display in 2024 and get excited because these are really beautiful. Um, And Grace Klein's work specifically will be on display at the Ely Historic State Theater during their open hours from March 18th through the 31st.
1: I hope to see you there.
0: Oh yes! Is there going to be a reception for there Grace? There will
1: be a reception date to be dis- okay. defined um, on a later date. Perfect. Um, but it'll be out there. Please come and support Grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to see you support her.
0: Oh, let's all go together, everyone. All I'll three thousand. See you there. there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay. So then, now looking on your website, yes, I see something intriguing. Yes. Something vague. Yes. What is? The Sherpa Media Vault.
1: Oh, I'm so excited about this. Um, So Sherpa is one of our season sponsors this year, and they invested in our organization to better improve the technology um, that we have to produce theater. And so we have been occurring over the last year all sorts of new lights and sound equipment. And my hope is that it offers organizations and businesses around uh, our area the ability to... Rent and borrow locally. I I just don't see a reason why every organization needs to drop twenty to fifty thousand dollars so that we all have the same equipment. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you could rent easily, and and then you don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. You can invest that in the programming that you need to invest it in. Right. And Sharing
0: not, is caring, and and I just think that's important.
1: So like recently, we bought these three. Um, I, I, three beautiful, they're, they're these moving lights and they're each about like, they're, they're very expensive. <laughs> uh, if uh, it's too
0: painful to say, you don't have $20, to say. $20,000. Uh, each?
1: Yes, but I got them on sale. it uh, sounds
0: painful. It's such a, it's such,
1: a, I'm so excited to elevate, um, performance events. I guess you could use them at non-performance events too, but just to, to invest in a way that really highlights the insane talent we have in this community. Yep. Um, sometimes I think the spaces in our community, just due to the nature of us being where we are, are a little bit behind the times techn- technology-wise. Mm-hmm. And so like to invest in the technology that then amplifies the talent that is there is just going to like... I mean, cup overfloweth all over the place. Mm. That's That's what's going to mm. happen.
0: Wow. That's really exciting. Thank you for the inside scoop. You're welcome. Y'all, we got to hear it here first. The website says designing not going to be announced until April. And look at we got special treatment because we're special. It. You did. Listeners of the What's Up, Ely podcast are special.
1: So if you need sound equipment or light equipment, reach out.
0: Honestly, um, though. Yeah.
1: Uh, and if you don't know how to work it, the best part is we have several technicians that are very skilled that mm-hmm. can help you elevate whatever you are creating. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. It's Thank you. You're welcome. And how about dancing with the Ely Stars? We are back. <laughs> we
1: are back <laughs> round oh 2 gosh. baby. Um it is um it is April 26th. Um,
0: yes, a Friday night.
1: A Friday night. Okay. Because we found out that prom is on the 27th. <gasps> and I don't want to compete with prom. No. I have graced the Grand March, both as an audience member and as a marcher. And it is an important night for young <laughs> Eliites. Um and for old Ely Lights who want to just support support, and remember and enjoy. Yeah. Um, so we, we we bumped it back a day, which shouldn't affect anything, but it's going to be exciting. Wow. We've already started reaching out to the contestants. Um, yeah.
0: What a weekend full of fabulousness.
1: I, yeah. And it's, you know, like for us, it's like one of our big fundraisers. We're raising money for our youth arts fund, which we just opened up uh, scholarships for young artists in the area who want to pursue um right now it is open for nla programming but after this event our goal is to open up any arts programming that they want to pursue do they want to go to band camp do they want to take art class somewhere do they you know it is an ability to fund young artists um in a way that hopefully helps them on their lifelong journey of creativity
0: i love that oh, it, you are changing the world
1: oh thank you i i i'm trying to trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to do good things doing it thank you
0: that's awesome so there will be a northern lakes arts association youth theater camp and stars of the north broadway workshop
1: yes and the greenstone art camp and workshop so we have four youth events this summer that i'm really excited about i have some really awesome collaborators for all of them uh some local, some I'm bringing in professionals from around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 youth feeder camp, this is happening. Um, it starts the Wednesday before the week of Fourth of July and goes for Fourth of July week. We're doing finding Nemo kids, <laughs> which I mean like I have like a love a hate when I was in school and you had a snow day and you weren't allowed on the the playground for recess or a cold day. I think the only movie they showed throughout my entire elementary school career was Finding Nemo. <laughs> so it's like there's a part of me that like has this like oh my gosh, I have seen this like a million and I'm someone who doesn't watch movies more than once. So I was like wow, what? I know. You're
0: doing it wrong.
1: I I, I once I know the story, I just already know it. And my brain is like, it checks out.
0: Okay. Um, you do you, you do you. Thank you. I shouldn't say you're doing it wrong. You do I it just your like, way.
1: Taste of everything. Yep. I like, don't want to eat the same pie twice. Yep. Um, <laughs>
0: so but, I don't want to eat the same galette twice.
1: I don't, I, I really don't. Um, <laughs> uh, but the musical Finding Nemo is just so much fun and there's just so many great roles for every kid. And it's led by me and several of our Broadway and the Boundary Waters company to be announced soon. Soon um, that I'm very excited to introduce uh, to our community. Um, then our Greenstone Art Camp, which happens the first week of June. That uh I just had our meeting to start planning the projects for this. Mm-hmm. Now this I think this is its 21st year. Um, and we are throwing some fun curveballs into the mix of projects. I mean, I still have my little stepping stone that I made when I and I think all of my siblings have one in my parents' garden. Um, so it's like there are these projects that are like quintessential quintessential but you can only do the stepping stone like every two years right um so we've just like created some really fun projects that um all sorts of fun like string manipulation through either glue or ink to create all sorts of fun thing. It's really going to be a great event and we have, there's 50 slots. Wow. Um, It's really a fun three days where kids just get to deep dive. Um, It's led partially by local artists and um, people who love working with children. Mm -hmm. It it really is a fun three day event for uh, area youth. And then this just keeps going. Then we, it go, does. we go to the stars of the North. And this is, I'm not going to say more advanced because that scares people off. It's not more advanced. But I- instead of doing a show, what we do is a series of workshops over about seven days yep. um, where you are working alongside the professional actors from the summer who are teaching you skills, be it stage combat, improv, dance, vocal techniques. Yep. So they're doing these little mini workshops where they're instilling more knowledge in you. Mm-hmm. And then you have about an hour of rehearsal where you prepare some numbers that then are showcased in the Broadway in the Boundary Waters gala concert that, um, that ends our summer season.
0: Oh my gosh. I bet that's just so thrilling for some of the youth who are especially interested in theater. It is
1: so much. I, um, I loved going to Frozen and watching the area youth that we have here. I just, I guess, when I was a youth, I didn't have the perspective to be watching myself because who does? But you're like, Ely produces some pretty darn good kids. Like I am so impressed not only by the talent mm-hmm. but by the um, the maturity sounds like adult but like the ability to just like be themselves and be themselves respectfully in society it's just incredible
0: Ely youth
1: way to go parents of ely youth raising these kids well
0: snaps can you hear it amazing so okay we still have one more thing to talk about Mm, one and a half the Broadway and the Boundary Waters season. So you said you'll be announcing your cast soon. Very yes. exciting. And we know Fiddler is coming up starting on March March 14th is the opening night. And there's a matinee on the 17th and there's the Pay What You Can show on the 21st and the last show is on the 23rd. So that's very exciting. What else is part of that summer series for uh, Performance Theater?
1: For the performance um, well we have our four shows so we start off in June um, I'm gonna I'm gonna eyeball these dates in my head um, June 7th 8th and 9th we are doing a musical called the last five years which is a two person musical and it's about a relationship where one person starts at the end the other starts at the beginning and they meet once in the middle and and you watch it evolve and devolve all at the same time and it's some it's really beautiful music the characters are complex and um, it's funny um, and I'm really excited uh, to to invite Ely to this production.
0: Three days only.
1: Three days only. Um, We wanted. We. I have a belief that early June is the untapped gem of summertime in Ely uh, you know like school's gotten out but summer hasn't really kicked in yet as so you have this three-week period where I just feel like people are wanting something more yeah and um, this is my uh, hypothesis that I'm testing can I provide something more that in, starts the summer off with a bang
0: oh have you ever seen the movie eternal sunshine of the spotless mind
1: I started it you didn't like it? I just... I'm, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes when I was younger, I would start things and I never would finish them. Okay. But I firmly believe that it is one of Jim Carrey's best works.
0: It is one of Jim Carrey's best works and one of the best movies of all time. And the idea of a relationship happening like forwards and backwards all at once is something that reminds me of that phenomenal film. Oh,
1: well, then you will enjoy the show.
0: I think I will. I'm very much looking forward to being there.
1: Um, the next show is called Bright Star. I guess the best way to start selling this is the music was written by Steve Martin um, and Edie Brickell. It is one of the most sweeping, beautiful scores. It moves me in so many ways. I mean, it's like it's like a folksy Oklahoma, but the story is so much deeper and richer. Um, the plot is really complex, but essentially there is this woman who had to give up her child when she was younger. She becomes an an editor of a literary magazine. There's a young writer who submits to the magazine. Um, and it's all about reuniting family and lost love and, um, the power that, you know, that someday soon life is, going to get better and it's going to get easier and everything's going to make sense. And it is so moving and I'm so excited. I just, I feel like Ely's really going to tap into this. Mm -hmm. It does take place in North Carolina, but there is an essence of it that feels so much where we are.
0: You know, a lot of people say that Ely reminds them of Asheville.
1: Do they? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I've only flown out of Asheville very early in the Mm -hmm. morning, so I didn't actually experience it. I
0: haven't experienced it yet either, but it's, um, uh, I guess a lot of people in like this small sliver sample size that is my personal network, but it is something that gets brought up.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. I need to go. Let's go together. Well,
0: you've said very compelling. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, that's fun. Um, you've said some very compelling things about Bright Star. So that opening night is June 20th and that will play intermittently um, through June 30th. We'll definitely bring it up again on the podcast. So You don't necessarily have to write that down, people. But actually, yes, you do. Your homework, absolutely, without a doubt, is to write all yeah. of this stuff down on your calendars so that you know which of the Bright Star shows you're going to go to.
1: And then next we have Into the Woods, which is our community most requested musical next to Hamilton and Wicked.
0: <laughs> I did. I requested Hamilton. I'm I sorry wish <laughs>
1: that the rights were out for those. I would love to produce those, but they are locked down tight for the foreseeable futures.
0: I knew that it would be, but I just had to speak my truth.
1: I'm glad you did. Thank you. Um, but it, you know, the show was done, um, back in the eighties, I believe. and And if you know, Polly Anderson and Robin Bertelson, um, I think even Sarah Guy Levar was in it. Oh my god. So they were like this initial group of people that came up to Ely to do Summerstock theater and then fell in love with the place and then stayed here and <sighs> created a life here, raised families here, all of that,
0: which is our very intensely profound um, hope for all of the guests that you have coming to town I this keep summer. Keep
1: bribing them,
0: but we'll try not. To, we'll try not to like scare them away with our love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bought you a house. <laughs> <laughs> You're never leaving.
1: <laughs> no, but uh, it is the most community requested musical. It happens to be one of my favorite musicals, only because my sister and I would go to the library and rent the VHS copy of it. And we would just watch it over and over and over again. Um, and it's it's this mixed up tale of there's Jack and the Beanstalk, Little Red Riding Hood, Cinderella, Rapunzel. Um, there is the baker and the baker's wife. And it's a the first act is about people going into the woods to like get their wish, be it, um, a prince or a baby or, um, a life of adventure. And then the second act is a fable expressing what happens when you get your wish and how it doesn't always necessarily pan out. Dun, dun, dun. But it is, I mean, I, the message in the, Stephen Sondheim, a genius, genius lyricist, his lyrics Are so potent when it comes to that, that feeling of like, you know, the, 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 one of the final songs is uh, called Children Will Listen. And it's just like talking about careful the things you say, children will listen. It's like the main lyric line. Um, And it plays throughout the whole thing is like the stories that we tell Mm. affect Mm.
2: everything.
1: So it's like be careful of the powers that you have and be mm-hmm. careful of the wishes that you make because these things have power and they do come true. And
0: Words are very powerful.
1: It, they are. And I think you're going to be moved by this piece. I mean, like I am already getting emotional thinking about it because and it, it is partially because I just love it so much, <laughs> but uh, it is, it is a powerful tale. It is, um, it is a great mixing of all of our favorite um fairy tales Mm -hmm. um i i think i think ely's gonna enjoy it
0: well and we've already seen the power of what happens when you put energy towards things you love so even more reason to mark your calendars to check out the northern lakes arts association production of into the woods which will have its opening night on july 18th and will play throughout various dates ending on july 28th
1: no i i would like to express like I, if you love theater and you want to be a part of these productions, I am creating a space, uh, through, through my, my belief in what theater can be is that I want you to be a part of the productions. So we are going to be holding auditions uh, later this year for community and regional actors that would like to be a part of the show, hmm. um, or one of the shows, all the shows, um, if if you are an eager beaver and like want to like let me know that you're interested, please email me at contact at northern Um I would love to have you a part. My firm belief is when you mix um professional Actors from outside the area with regional performers and professionals from from our neck of the woods is what are you creating is this community that is strong and is creates this um, sense of belonging. I want the artists to feel like they belong here. This is one of their homes and I want our community to feel like they belong in the arts. Um, So that is. If you want to if you want to come into the woods or head down to North Carolina with me this summer (laughs) in our shows, please email me. I would love to have you as a part of it.
0: All right. And that email address is again?
1: Contact at northernlakesarts.org.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. And then you wrap up with the Broadway in the Boundary Waters Gala on August 2nd and 3rd.
1: Yes, and do not be intimidated. When I use the term gala, I'm not thinking we are all in tuxes and ball gowns. <laughs> this is just a celebration. It's not
0: $180 a plate, y'all.
1: No, 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 no. It is... a ticket. (laughs) Yeah. It it is a celebration of community and creativity and craft and company of the summer. It's just a way to cap off the summer with one last hurrah. The kids are in it. It is just a, it's a blast.
0: Amazing. Yes. Well, in the cast, you know, you're visiting... People will be doing like individual songs, yeah. and duets, and stuff, and they get to choose their music. So, you get to learn like, what's their style? Like, yeah. what do they want to show us? Right.
1: They really just get to like highlight their magic sweet spots, <laughs> which is like, I mean, I haven't announced anything, but let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you, there is some really incredible talent coming our way
0: that's so cool i love that yeah congratulations in advance i know there's a lot of work yet to be done but um i think i speak on behalf of all of us when i say we're very excited that you're the leader at the helm
1: thank you thank you
0: okay we do need to get to the event roundup but before we do one sentence about the portage land music festival
1: Mm, just one sentence. Oh, <laughs> golly gee. Um... The Porter's Land Music Festival. Can it be a run on sentence? Yes. Oh, perfect. I won't take a breath. Um, <laughs> the Portland Music Festival is happening September 7th. Uh, it'll be happening in Whiteside Park alongside the Harvest Moon Festival. Fun. And it is going to be um, a music fest like none we've experienced in Ely. Uh, yeah, we're looking. There's going to be anywhere from four to seven bands playing throughout the day. And then because the park does close we are then moving to a larger inside venue to have a big inside concert to cap off
0: such intrigue yeah
1: we will be announcing more as it um in the coming months but it is going to be a great time
0: all right y'all we already, I think we had our like looking way ahead, brief conversation about Blueberry Art Festival a couple weeks ago. And now it's time for you to book your lodging for Harvest Moon mm-hmm. Festival, which is the weekend of September 6th through
1: the 8th. Yeah. And my, my biggest, I should say the the theme of this music festival is highlighting the musical excellence of the Northwoods. Ooh. So really like focusing on the superior national forest uh the superior
0: the superiority of our superior national forest wilderness uh, edge communities groups (laughs) i mean
1: like i have just been researching bands from all over the aryan range from duluth and i'm like wow there are some gems that have not made it to ely and i'm so excited to introduce them to ely
0: we have got so much good stuff going on up here
1: there is a vein of richness that runs through this land
0: amazing Wow, that was like more than one hour of nonstop just like talking about all the goodness that Northern Lakes Arts Association is up to.
1: It was a lot. It is a lot. It's it's
0: a lot. It's a full
1: year and that's only getting you through September. I mean, <laughs> there's still November three months left after that.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun one. I can't wait to have you all along for the ride and I can't wait to meet you all at our events and to see you around town.
0: Yes. So folks, if you are, you know, if you're seasonal residents, please plan on coming up to your, um, regional homes during those times we mentioned, if you are a prospective tourist, my goodness, please book, your lodging and get ready to engage in some of these activities if you're a very dedicated wilderness trekker please consider extending the duration of your time away from work and home so that you can have um, lots of experiences in the community of ely in addition to your wilderness um, adventures
1: oh yes please by all means yes please well I mean, we're not the only amazing thing happening in Ely. There are tons of amazing things. And I think that's my favorite part about being here is right. like, I get to witness the amazing work all my friends are doing through their organizations and businesses. Should we talk about some of them? Let's. Awesome.
0: Let's. Um. Quick, I do have a side note about the What's Up Ely Facebook group. Oh. I've been having a little bit of fun tracking the numbers lately. So at the last episode, I gave an update and now I want to date the update. Mm-hmm. Last time we recorded, when we had Parker and Jess Anderson here, um, Jess Anderson-Ojula, we had 25,809 members in the Facebook group. What do you think the number is now?
1: 20,000. You said 25,909? Uh, 809.
0: 809. 25,809. I
1: want to say 27,202.
0: Ooh! Oh, wow. That is very ambitious. We're slightly under that. We had uh, 26,162 as of now, which is growth over the last two weeks, 352 people, which means uh, 25 new members a day.
1: Boom. Could you imagine if Ely grew by 25 people a day?
0: (laughs) We would definitely need to be building like apartment buildings.
1: We definitely would.
0: We already need that. We do. Does anyone work in the construction trades and want to move to Ely? Are any of you listeners, developers who are well-versed in securing um, much-needed funds for housing expansion? Give me a call, would you?
1: Please do. We want you.
0: We need your talents. Enter Capital. Thank you. Um, and your talents. Okay, now I'm ready for the event rundown. Brett, you got a hot mic? I do. Yes, Brett's got a hot Brett's mic. Brett's got a hot mic. We love it. Okay. Um, if we're able to publish this episode in time, then y'all should know that on Wednesday, February 21st, there will be a women's and a men's basketball game at Minnesota North Vermilion Campus. Uh, the women's game starts at 5 o'clock and the men's game starts at 7. And both are playing a community college by the name I don't know how to pronounce that looks like Gojibic?
2: Go, Gojibik? Gojibik? Gojibik. I Your guess was as good as mine, but it sounds like Brett might know. I... I I believe so. I I think you, Brett. Tom Coombe pronunciation.
0: Oh, well, Mm. I trust Tom Coombe. I do too. I truly do. Mm -hmm. All right.
1: Uh, Starting on Friday, February 23rd, film lovers can enjoy either Napoleon or Boys in the Boat at Ely's Historic State Theater. Those films will be playing until Thursday, February 29th. Napoleon is a spectacle filled action epic that details the checkered rise and fall of the iconic French emperor Napoleon Bonaparte, played by Oscar winner Joaquin Phoenix. Against a stunning backtruck of large-scale filmmaking orchestrated by the legendary director Ridley Scott, the film captures Bonaparte's relentless journey to power through the prism of his addictive, volatile relationship with his one true love, Josephine. Showcasing his visionary military and political tactics against some of the most dynamic practical baticals Batical. Practical Batical. <laughs> the practical battle sequence ever filmed.
0: Amazing. I like having this theater professional read these show it notes.
1: I've never been one for cold reads, but this is a fun cold read. Yeah. In a world <laughs> where Ian Law reads movie trailers. I mean, I could just watch and read movie trailers.
0: Honestly, I think there should be an awards like show just for trailers
1: honestly because like sometimes sometimes they're better than the movie
0: (laughs) sometimes they capture everything you need it to capture have i already talked about my favorite movie trailer of all time Mm -mm. may i yeah i dare you to go watch the movie trailer for the movie revolutionary road featuring leonardo dicaprio and kate winslet okay and the long version of it has a um, features Nina Simone's Wild is the Wind. Okay. And that movie is extremely depressing. So if you just watch the trailer, you get all of the vibes and much less of the tears.
1: Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I'm for that.
0: Yeah. Okay, so... The Boys in the Boat is a sports drama based on the number one New York Times bestselling nonfiction novel written by Daniel James Brown. The film, which is directed by George Clooney, is about the 1936 University of Washington rowing team that competed for gold at the Summer Olympics in Berlin. This inspirational story follows a group of underdogs at the height of the Great Depression as they are thrust into the spotlight and take on elite rivals from around the world. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. You're gonna want to go to the theater, folks. Five dollars each. You can it swing it. You can go to both movies.
1: You could for such an inexpensive night out, right? Yeah. Get yourself some popcorn. And you don't even have to worry about tiles falling on your head, like I had to when I, like I had to when I was young. <laughs> Back in my day,
2: we had to sit where the rain didn't come yeah. through. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we had to bring in an umbrella. Uh. <laughs> I don't have as good of a vaudeville voice as you guys do. (laughs) Brett, what's happening on Sunday, February 25th?
2: So if I could just digress for a moment, uh, talking about the theater, I just want to send a shout out to everybody that was involved in putting on the Ely Film Festival and everybody that came out to support the film festival, the whole staff, the amazing team, so many volunteers. It was phenomenal. Second year in a row where the... uh, we knocked it out of the park, I yeah. have to say. It was <laughs> It was really spectacular. So kudos to everybody involved with the uh, Ely Film Festival.
0: Truly, truly. Mm-hmm. Let's linger there for a moment because it felt so good. Like the visiting filmmakers, we had like 30 visiting filmmakers in town and they love to experience Ely. Ely loves to get to know them. The the programming team who set the schedule did such a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. The volunteer screeners who gave their input were so on point with what they had to say. And I mean, I'm all already looking forward to the film festival, mm-hmm. you know, Ely film festival 2025.
2: It's going to be great. It's yeah. We're, we're two for two as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I
1: mean, 100. I think
0: they say, I think it's a thousand. thousand. Yeah.
2: I never <laughs> did
1: play the sport that used bats and balls.
2: Uh, <laughs> um, and before we jump into talking about some more high school sports, I want to send one more shout out to the, uh, high school Nordic ski team. Mm. The uh, boys' ski team uh, came in second in the section and had a great showing last week at the state championship at Giants Ridge. It's one class for the whole state of Minnesota, so Ely's competing against schools that are 20 times the size of Ely wow. and competing very well. Um, the uh, girls' duo in the sprint relays of Ava Skustad and Claire Blauk uh, had a great showing in the, the relays at state and uh, Silas Solem and Axel Skustad took uh, fourth place in the sprint relays in the whole state. Wow. Wow. Well done. Wow. Way to go.
0: Thanks, Brett.
2: Yeah, it was, I, I got to go. I got to go to the state meet last week. It was so much fun. So well done, Ely.
0: Hip hip hooray, Timberwolves.
2: Hoorah. Let's go, Wolves. The Ely High School Dance Team's exhibition performance is happening on Sunday, February 25th. It's at 2 p.m. in Ely's High School Gymnasium. It's a free event. Donations are welcome. But you can come and support the Ely High School Dance Team and their exhibition performance Sunday, February 25th, 2 p.m. in Ely's High School Gymnasium. Then Friday, March 1st, the Ely Timberwolves Boys Varsity Basketball Team will compete against Fond du Lac Ojibwe School starting at 7.15 p.m.
0: Amazing. And then also starting on March 1st, there will be four weekends of Lenten Fish Fries at St. Anthony's Catholic Church here in Ely. So that means uh, Friday, March 1st. 8th, 15th, and 22nd, starting at 5 o'clock, you can go to the Catholic Church Basement, have an amazing meal in community with your neighbors. I find it to be one of the most um, charming and heartwarming events in Ely. I remember when I first moved to town, I went to that, and then I went home, and I wrote an essay about how at home I felt in the Catholic Church Basement.
1: <laughs> I uh, grew up Catholic in Ely, and I never attended. What? I know. This is just wild. It's That's like I,
0: blasphemy. I blasphemy. No.
1: Well, also for the longest time, I just didn't like fried fish. So, mm. um, so it's probably good for me and my parents wallet sense. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually, it is my goal this year to eat some delicious fried fish. Yeah. Fried fish. Fried fish. Fried fish.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, and it's just, I love it when we gather at the church basement.
1: Oh yeah. I don't know if they still do the Lenten. They used to do these Thursday night Lenten dinners that were just at all the churches hosted. Mm. It was just like a great You know, and it was religious if you wanted it to be, and it was community based if you wanted it to be that. It was really wonderful. Uh, But the fish fry—if that's what's happening this year—then let's fry those fish and get snacking.
0: Yeah, get some tartar sauce. (laughs) There will be a table full of bars. Like, like lemon bars. Lemon bars. Bars for dessert. Yeah. Ooh. That's that's the tradition. The people donate bars. Oh, I'm going. So, you get the slaw and the fish, and you get the tartar sauce and the weak church basement coffee, which is like its own thing. Like, it's, do you love coffee? Yes. Do you love church basement coffee? Yes. Because yes. I can They're drink different things. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday, March 2nd, you can attend the monthly pancake breakfast at Timber Hall Event Center in Embarrass. This month's breakfast is in honor of healthcare workers, and as such, healthcare workers will eat for free. As <laughs> always, this event starts at 8 a.m. and goes until 11 a.m. Adults pay $7 each.
0: Yes, they do. And then, of course, um, on March 14th, you can check out opening night, of Fiddler on the Roof, and you can um, attend various uh, productions of that until, um, through March 23rd. Are you like? Are you tracking? Um, people should get their tickets now, right? I am going to let you know
1: that I have been selling tickets and fielding phone calls for tickets every single day this week and last week. Oh my gosh. Um, so I'm going to say maybe buy your tickets in advance. Right? Because um,
0: last year didn't...
1: Um, it's sold out. Sold out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And we aren't, we, we have limited seating. We are able to add. Okay. Um, there, that's four seats. Yep. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you gotta be so, real special. Please buy your tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, The Ely Folk School's annual St. Patrick's Day community dance will be back on Friday, March 15th. This fun celebration of community and music is one of our favorite events of the year. The event starts at 7 p.m. and goes until 10 p.m. As usual, you can join the band beforehand at the Ely Folk School for an old-time strings jam session.
0: Ugh. So fun. You don't know how to have, you don't have to know how to dance. The callers will give a primer on the various moves that they'll mm-hmm. call throughout the night. Um, if you've never been to a contra dance, it's definitely suggested that you do arrive like for the start time at seven o'clock, it will cost $10 at the door and the money just covers the the cost of the event, right? So it's not a fundraiser or anything that money then just pays for the band and the expenses Mm -hmm. of of hosting such a thing at the senior center. So we'll see you there.
2: If your legs haven't given out from all that dancing, the next morning, (laughs) Saturday, March 16th, you can learn to make Norwegian lefse. Also, with the Ely Folk School uh, class, lefse is a staple food in Norway that evolved from a hard tack cracker into a soft tortilla-like flatbread with the introduction of potatoes to the country. Hmm. In the U.S., lefsa is often a holiday treat but can be part of everyday life due to its simplicity and versatility. Participants do not need any prior culinary experience and will learn how to make lefsa from beginning to end. Sample freshly made lefsa and take a small portion home. It is a beginner-level class, appropriate for those interested in culinary arts ages 12 and up, with a registered adult guardian for those under 16, Participants should bring an apron and or clothing that can get full of flour. If you have any LEFSA cooking supplies, you're encouraged to bring them. And a little bit about the instructor, the one and only Jess Edberg, wears many hats and enjoys sharing her knowledge with others. Her day job is as the executive director of the Dorothy Moulter Museum, and she hosts the local history happy hour. She is also a sometimes adjunct national natural resources instructor at Minnesota North uh, College for Campus and a volunteer member of the Wolf Care team at the International Wolf Center. However, most of her free time is spent with her spouse and two dogs exploring the Northwoods or playing on the Ely women's hockey team. So learn LEFSA with Jess Edberg.
0: Oh, she is so cool. I love Jess Edberg. I find her very fun and inspiring to be around. And speaking of History Happy Hour, I was remiss and not including it on this list. So History Happy Hour is scheduled for Wednesday, March 13th. I think that's a different from normal timeline, but because she's specifically going to be talking about St. Urho's Day, they needed to do it before March 16th, which is St. Urho's Day. And if you don't know what St. Urho's Day is, I 10 out of 10 encourage you to attend the History Happy Hour event, which will take place upstairs at the Boathouse in the Lookout Lounge at 5 p.m. If you can't make it to town for that, we're starting to record the History Happy Hours so that we can post them online so you can watch it after the fact. And if nothing else, I encourage you to just search it on the internet and see what you find because it's a pretty disorganized (laughs) uh, field of knowledge out there about St. Urho's Day. But um. It's a a very fun little iron range holiday
1: that it is. It's
0: a little unclear to me if it's one hundred percent made up or just like five <laughs> percent made up. But you know, in the way that everything is made up, yeah. I mean, it's not an indictment. It's very fun. The power of the stories we tell, right? right.
1: you know, did did St. Patrick really drive snakes out of ireland?
0: we We don't know. We don't know. We don't know.
1: There's no video footage.
0: There there is no video footage. Yes. So please do learn about LESA from Jess Edberg and learn about St. Urho's Day from Jess Edberg as well. And then on March 18th, we already talked about this, but that is when um, the Northern Lakes Arts Association art show featuring Grace Klein's exhibit, Weaving Color into Comfort, will be on display and you can stay tuned for the details about when that um, reception will take place. Looking ahead,
1: there are still some great events coming up and like just a couple calendar turns away. Um, so Northwoods Partners hosts an incredible night every year. This year, their annual themed fundraiser dinner on Thursday, June 13th at the Miner's Dry House um, is themed Wild Wild West. Yeehaw. So get out your spurs, get your lasso, get your 10-gallon hat. <laughs> We're going riding. <laughs>
0: <I laughs> the Saint Texas. Oh. You guys, I have I been know listening. How you are. I have been listening to those two songs on repeat since the Super Bowl. I,
1: I mean, that was a power move. That was a power move.
0: I, and I got to tell you, like, I think in celebration of the new country album that Beyonce is releasing on. March 29th, Megan Wind and I are going to host a Beyonce-themed country hoedown in the upstairs of Northern Grounds oh. the day the album gets released. <laughs> and Megan is going to teach us some basic country moves. And we're going to just listen to the album in its entirety twice and we'll just dance.
1: Oh, that sounds wonderful.
0: Yes. So I'm, I'm really excited because I think it dovetails... Well, like the Northwoods partners folks had this theme planned for months, right? Yeah. They're just very on point with like the aesthetic of the so, year. Cause I feel pretty confident this cowboy aesthetic is going
1: to. Do you think that they inspired Beyonce?
0: <laughs> I think Beyonce caught wind of the Northwoods partners annual fundraiser theme being wild, wild west. And she was like, you know what?
1: I need to do an album.
0: I know what to do. Yes. Yeah. I think it's very possible.
1: I, I, that is what I choose to believe. <laughs>
0: But if you want to come to the hoedown and you're like, oh, I'll have to get my country Western outfit ready. Don't worry. It's a good thing. You can like prototype that outfit on March 29th for the hoedown and then you can perfect it for the June 13th Wild Wild West fundraiser.
1: It's going to be a... A rodeo of a good time. (laughs) The pun went dry. The pun went dry, ladies and gentlemen. I'll see you next winter. It's
0: been fun. (laughs) It's going to be a great time. And I think this is exciting.
1: As a a food lover and... um, I'm very excited to hear that the old Rockwood has been purchased and the owners are dubbing the new place the Frisky Otter. The Frisky Otter. Their promotional materials highlight steaks, chops, fish, and gourmet sandwiches, Italian specialties, martinis, fine wine, and cold beer.
0: I got to tell you, like... A new restaurant specifically highlighting martinis in their promotional material. Mm. Like that is really speaking my language. And
1: I just love the name. It
0: <laughs> Frisky Otter. Frisky,
1: it like it like makes me think of like a very romanticized like Midwest town. And like, this is like the hip happening place to be is the frisky otter.
0: I mean, that's literally what's about to happen. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, to have the Rockwood patio back. And the rumor on the street is they've already been reaching out to local bands to have live music going on this summer. And I think it's just a real, it's a real source of excitement for me. And I, you know, let's not linger here too far, but we've wrapped with the, with the event roundup. And I'm curious, can I put you two on the spot here for a second? Put me
1: on the spot. please.
0: I once read a quote. I recently read a quote that someone said that they think Ely is a dying town. Mm. And I'm just curious what your, how that sits with you. What do you think about that? Do you agree or do you not agree? And then if you would annotate your answer slightly, that would help me.
2: I highly disagree. Uh, There's, there's so much life in Ely right now, and I've I've been saying this for a while. The young demographic that has uh, relocated to Ely that um, many who have were born and raised here left and came back. Ian Law. Um, there is there is so much life happening in this community. So many people with new ideas. Young people that are getting involved in, in so many aspects of the community. Volunteer aspects, being involved in in city government and nonprofit work, and just really strengthening the community. I, the, Ely is not a dying town. Ely is is on the brink of a, a renaissance. We're in the midst of a renaissance here in Ely. I also don't believe that it's dying.
1: Um. I think like all cycles of life, we're going through changes. Right. And, um, even in the de- decomposition phase, there is so much life happening and I'm not saying we're decomposing either, <laughs> but I think that the idea that something is dying is the r- radical, uh, attachment to what was versus being present in the now and seeing what is, um, Do we have a Hardee's anymore? No. But we have Northern Grounds Coffee Shop. We have the Frisky Otter. We have a relatively in the history of Ely renovated state theater. I mean, there are so many things that have taken place of the old and have... I guess, actually grown out of the, uh, the structures of the old Mm -hmm. that is like, we have not died. We have just reinvented and grown and changed and opened up and became a, become a, we have become a place for all people. And, Mm -hmm. If that's dying, well, I guess we're dying, but I'd rather be dying than living then.
0: <laughs> wow. Y'all really just had that off the cuff. Thank you. It's okay. inter- it's an interesting thing to get perspective on because there have been some losses, right? Yeah. We've had some businesses that have shut their doors. We've had some entities that have sunset. And so that's always painful in the winter season you know, has been hard on some of our entrepreneurial peers and that's something that we have to reckon with. And there's certainly, um, heaviness there and, and things to be careful and cautious about and mindful about. But I agree. I don't, the early that I tend to experience is, is not a dying town, you know, love for necessary decomposition, notwithstanding, right. Yeah. Cause we have the cycles that we do have to go through. Um, Cool. It's nice to check in with other people on, on yeah. your experience with that.
1: I, yeah, I believe Ely is thriving and well. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I love the idea that we're in a Renaissance.
2: I really feel it. I, the, the level of creativity that's happening in this community. There's a, there's a social scene that doesn't revolve around the bars mm. primarily. Mm. That's what's really gotten mm. to me is the, the amount of social activities Granted, some of them take maybe take place in a bar, but they could take place just about anywhere else like trivia night or, right. um, you know, poetry and all the things that, that Northern Lakes Art Association is doing. Um, just uh, it, it really has a feeling of of a renaissance of a time where there is growth happening in ways that you don't traditionally look at. Ely, like you said, you know people have an attachment to the way things used to be, and yeah. maybe some of those things, maybe the way things were 50 years ago. If you look at it from that perspective, yeah, a lot of those things maybe have have died out or don't exist no. anymore. But it doesn't mean there's not a lot of new growth happening. That there's not a vibrancy that's happening here in Ely. Mm-hmm. May I hop on a soapbox just for a little second?
1: By all means, um, I. If you if you look at Ely, we are hooked into two major economies: the um, the extractive economies and the seasonal economies, both of which. are are viable options, but do not provide year round economic strength for our community. And when you look at Minnesota and you are looking at where does money come from in the state of Minnesota, you look and arts and culture brings in more money than mining and education. It is, it is one of the top three, um,
0: economic econ-
1: Yeah. And so it's like, oh, we are becoming that here. I think we are going to see an Ely that has year-round economic strength, mm-hmm. thanks to the arts and the culture that are brewing and growing strong here, mm-hmm. and um and that they will um complement and uplift the other economic mm-hmm. structures of our area,
0: which is not a departure from the past, right? No. It's actually a celebration of the past and the heritage. I mean, to celebrate our arts and culture is to celebrate our history and our past.
1: Because if you go back in Ely's history, I mean, we've had opera houses, Mm -hmm. we've had theaters, we've had traveling theater groups, we've Mm -hmm. had art galleries. I mean, this is not so long ago.
0: Mm -hmm. I love it. I love that soapbox of yours. And I find it genuinely inspiring and it it guides my work you know in my work I am pivoting more heavily towards arts and culture because mm-hmm. I see the work you're doing and I've heard your soapbox and I love your soapbox Thank and you. it's real you know maybe soapbox isn't even the right word that's just like your platform
1: I guess a platform is better
0: but I, I love a good soapbox because so. if we want to talk soapbox let me bring it back to Beyonce because she <laughs> oh, yeah. just had an album <laughs> called Renaissance for which she famously had a 100% um, disco horse who was dubbed Renee and now it's so interesting that she's entering her cowgirl era with the disco horse. Like there's going to be a new evolution of the horse as well. I love it. That's a soapbox.
1: That is a soapbox. Nobody else really cares. I, I care. (laughs) I care about (laughs) that. You should have a degree in Beyonceology.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, pop culture studies are a real thing. That's what I learned when I attended graduate school at Bowling Green State University for something that wasn't pop culture studies. If I On my bucket list, like maybe one day I'll get a degree in pop culture studies. And if I did, I would write my dissertation on Beyonce.
1: Amen to that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for humoring me. I really appreciate having conversations with both of you. It's the joy of a lifetime. Amazing. Um, Very special, heartfelt thank you to our guest, Ian Law. Very sincere... Hug of gratitude for our producer, Brett Ross. Much thanks to the Ely Tourism Bureau for making all of this good work possible. Um, We will be uh, featuring the What's Up Ely podcast at the Explore Minnesota Tourism Conference where there's a session about podcasting. Very excited about that. Side note, I forgot to include Trivia Night in the What's Up in the event roundup. That's on Thursday the 14th at 6.30 p.m. Sorry about that. And as always... If you enjoy our content, help us out and tell a friend. Word of mouth makes the world go round, y'all.